Welcome to the Bodkins Show! Good morning, everybody. It is uh, another episode of the Bodkins Weekly Sports Wrap-Up. Uh, the Bodkins Show's Weekly Sports Wrap-Up. Uh, we are here Wednesday morning. It is a uh, beautiful day right now. As we get you all started, uh, we got to first things first before we start talking about the week that was sports. We got to talk about the things that uh, happened this weekend in the old uh, Bodkins Network here. Uh, we had a good, great UFC uh, London pre-show and post-show. Uh, make sure you check those things out. Uh, Kenny and Craig joined me as always. We also announced uh, our new show that will be coming to you this weekend. Our first uh, show, uh, branch off show, to be all UFC um, all the time. It's called Head Kicks and Haymakers. That'll be streaming live right here on this channel uh, Saturday morning, our UFC 279 pre-show. I think it's UFC 279. Uh, UFC 279 pre-show. And then we'll have our post show. And then every Sunday morning, you can catch that show uh, right here as well. Oh, I, I said UFC 277. Sorry. The numbers always get me. Uh, but UFC 277 pre-show will start Saturday morning. Then the UFC 277 post show will be Sunday morning. Head Kicks and Haymakers. We're debuting our new show uh, this Saturday also, you can catch us after that every Sunday morning about 7 o'clock Central Time. Uh, Head Kicks and Haymakers will be wrapping up all things that was MMA throughout the whole week. And then we'll always do a pre-show Saturday on the big pay-per-views or maybe even a big uh, fight night like we did with the London card. Also, I was on Let's Talk Sports. Uh, me and JG uh, talked a lot of uh, NBA news and things like that. So if you haven't already, uh, we stream live there most of the weekends uh, uh, as well. So always uh, hit over there, hit the subscribe button, like, comment. You know what to do. And then as well, uh, on Monday, we had the Buffoon and Bodkin show. It was kind of split up in two um, because it, it we got lost feed there for a little bit. But that's on uh, their show and my show now. Uh, everything will soon be streaming. Also, any Bodkin show episode will be is also on Spotify and Apple Podcast. So make sure you're always, uh, you know, head over there, give it a nice little five-star rating, subscribe. You know, do what you need to do. So that was uh, this past weekend in my life and uh, all the things. Now let's get into the past things of this past week in sports, folks. You know how we do. We always start with the NFL. Uh, the NFL's biggest, the biggest news coming out of the NFL this week was Kyler Murray on Thursday signed a huge deal. Uh, Five-year, $230 million, $105 million guaranteed. Uh, here's where the thing gets tricky. It's reported yesterday uh, that a clause has come out and he has to spend at least four hours on his own studying film. That means to me that he doesn't study film, folks. And I'm not saying he is Jamarcus Russell. Uh, if you don't know the story about Jamarcus Russell, a uh, quick story about Jamarcus. Jamarcus Russell was the number one overall draft pick by the Raiders several almost a, over a decade ago but number one pick 
they would send him tapes like Jamarcus Fields wa- watched this tape, and then he'd come back and be like, "Hey, yeah, I watched it. The tapes were empty, folks. <laughs> he never watched nothing." Uh, Kyler Murray, I mean, he's a professional video gamer. He's got a lot on his plate, so uh, I don't think uh, I I don't think he was watching film. I think it's more of Mike Vick situation where Michael Vick will tell you he didn't watch hardly any film when he was in Atlanta. He just lived off his pure athleticism. I 100% believe that's what Kyler Murray has done the last two to three years. And I 100% believe that is why that team has failed in the second half because the uh, of the season because he is um, he's too busy up playing video games. And guess what? Defenses catch on to tendencies and they get better as the season goes uh, because there's more film on you. And he's not watching film on the defenses to know what's doing, what they're doing. He's just going out there, letting the play develop, and hoping that play works instead of dissecting the defense. I mean, the greats dissect defense, folks. The greats watch our film junkies. Peyton Manning could tell you had the biggest head in the world because he knew everything that you were going to do before you did it. Uh, Tom Brady, the same way. Aaron Rodgers, same way. Kyle, and I get that. You know, Kyler Murray, and now they're giving Kyler Murray this 105 million guaranteed, 230 years. Um, here's the thing on that. Uh, for me, it, they had to at the same time. Like, there's not who are they going to turn the who are they going to turn to? He's their best quarterback. He's a guy that they drafted number one overall. He's probably been their best franchise quarterback that they've had in a long time. They've been searching for a franchise quarterback. Uh, He's their only second quarterback they've ever drafted and extended ever. Uh, The last guy, Jake, the snake plumber. So that shows you that how long they've been searching for a quarterback. Uh, They've got it wrong several times. They feel like they've got it right. They've extended Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, So they're all together, tied at the neck, tied together. Uh, This is what they're, this is the boat they're sailing. I'm not buying it. I think they have a heck of a lot of talent on that team. Uh, they, Zach Ertz, I mean, D-Hop, when he comes back from suspension, Hollywood Brown, A.J. Green, I mean, James Conner, that defense. And if Kyler can ever take that next step, I, maybe I can believe it. But I don't believe in him, and I don't believe in Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, they haven't proven anything yet. Uh, but to Arizona's point, you have to give Kyler this extension because there's nobody else out there. You know, quarterbacks only, there's only a handful of quarterbacks and only about half of them 30 out of the 32 starters are really, really good. And then there's only about five or six that are elite. And we're going to find out if Kyler Murray can take that elite step and lead this team. But until proven otherwise, I'm not buying uh, the Arizona Cardinals here. I th- we'll get into uh, our division stuff probably next week, maybe. Uh, but uh, I'm not buying Arizona. I-, I still like the Rams in that division. Uh, I think Zona's probably second. Maybe uh, I'd probably have to give them second. I still think the Rams are first, but the Rams, uh, then Arizona, then probably the Cardinal or 49ers. Speaking of the 49ers, that gives us to our next segment here. Uh, they've already come out. Jimmy G uh, has, they met with Jimmy G and said, Hey, 
This is Trey Lance's team. Jimmy G is throwing. Looks like he's going to be ready to go. Uh, where he's going to go is up in the air. If you're a team, though, you're just going to let that ride out. You're not going to try to trade assets for Jimmy G. And here's why. Because the 49ers own like $30 million. And the 49ers need to cut that money uh, to get to to help sign some other players. So you they're going to try to cut Jimmy G. I don't know. Unless you're just going to offer like a sixth-round pick for Jimmy and then they take it, but why not uh, let them cut them? Maybe you get them at a little cheaper deal, like a prove it year. But the problem is, sorry, uh, the problem is here. If Jimmy, then Jimmy gets to pick where he goes. So maybe if you're a team like the Seahawks, maybe he doesn't want to go there. And you go with Jimmy, and you're trying to get Jimmy G. If I'm the Seahawks, that's the first I'm picking up the phone and just saying, "Hey, I'm going to offer a seventh, sixth, seventh round pick for Jimmy," because uh, if not, it's going to get real uncomfortable there in San Francisco when you say Trey Lance is your guy, and then you got Jimmy G as the backup. If Trey struggles, the fans are going to chant for Jimmy G. He's led them to the NFC Championship game, a Super Bowl, was close to a Super Bowl win. Remember, they are winning that Super Bowl against the Chiefs. Till the Chiefs come back and won. So it was, and that was a close game. I mean, just the fingertips of uh, a George Kittle catch there uh, in, a couple of years ago in that Super Bowl. And as long as Jimmy G's healthy, he's he's capable. And I promise you this, folks, uh, Jimmy G is better than anything that Seattle's throwing out right now. Also, we got to talk about... Uh, so that's kind of the quarterback. Jimmy G's the last quarterback to go. And I mean, outside of Seattle, I don't know where he would go. Uh, maybe the Giants. I could see the Giants. I think he's better than Daniel Dimes. Uh, I think they could be uh, somewhat of a playoff team. Maybe if Jimmy G goes to the Giants, that would fit. Um, let's see. Are you trying to just trying to go through the the quarter with a? Would a Titans fit? I don't really know. I mean, they still have Tannehill. I think Tanny's probably just as good, you know, as uh, Jimmy G. Um, the Colts got theirs. I mean, the Commanders, Wentz, Jimmy G is about the same. I don't think the Browns, The I don't think it's, they're going to go to the Browns. Um, I mean, that's it, man. Like, it's those two teams. Like, it's the Seahawks pretty much, and the Giants make sense. Um, uh, off the top of my head, I'd have to really dig into it, but I mean, Jimmy G's probably, those are about the only two teams. Uh, other news, Julio Jones, uh, signs a one-year deal to the Bucks. Uh, if Julio's got anything left in the tank, that's a nice pickup as he's going to ring chase here with Tom Brady. I thought maybe we'd get Julio in Green Bay, but that, the deal never, uh, for what came to fruition, but Julio, good veteran, veteran receiver. If he can stay healthy, I mean, he hasn't stayed healthy in years, if there's anything left in the tank, uh, he could maybe be that uh, Antonio Brown piece. I think that's going to be Russell Gage, but just another nice weapon for uh, Tom Brady if Julio has anything left in the tank. And there's not going to be any pressure for him to have anything to do much. Uh, also, another NFL news here, we got Chris Carson is retiring, uh, former Seattle Seahawks running back. Uh, neck uh, only 29 years old retires because of injuries and how about joey burrow uh had appendix surgery yesterday he'll be freshly back ready to kill folks on week one but uh joey's just gonna get uh, his appendix taken out and uh, getting ready 
uh, miss a few days of training camp. So, hey, that's the best time to get your uh, appendix taken out and miss a few days of camp here. We got uh, before we get on get on with it. We got a quick comment here. So Landa says uh, Jimmy G to Seattle when they cut him. Hold the line, Jimmy. Yeah, I think that's the best fit. Uh, in I mean Seattle would they would probably be if Jimmy goes there. They're going to win a lot, hell of a lot more games than they would with uh, Drew Locke and Geno Smith. I'm not saying they'd make the playoffs. But they'd win a lot more games. They'd probably win six, seven games more than maybe the two or three that they're going to have. Kenny says they'll trade him uh, before they ever cut him and let him go to Seattle. Great pickup. If Seattle, if Seattle can get him, though, can get him, though, man. Yeah, I, I think that's the only reason that they wouldn't cut him uh, is because they don't want him to see, go to sign to Seattle and they would want to trade for him. Healthy Jimmy gets him as far as Russ did in the playoffs. Well, the thing of it is, Kenny, is that they didn't make the playoffs last year. So, I mean, and I mean, I know Russ got hurt last year as well in the middle of that. So I do think they would be close to maybe the bottom of the playoffs fighting for a playoff team. And that's better than being the worst team in the league, unless they're just trying to blow this whole thing up and trying to get those top picks. But I don't think Pete Carroll's wanting to do a whole full on rebuild. You get Jimmy G and then, I mean, at least that's a band aid for you. Uh, at least you're in that middle of contention. I think that's just kind of how, how I feel about that situation. So we get to the NBA, not a whole lot in the NBA front here, but the Kevin Durant, uh, Play, talk, trade talks are starting to pick up back up again. It seemed like everything was dead. Uh, and then it's reported that the Celtics, remember I said that folks, I said the Celtics day one, I said, uh, if, uh, there's a team that needs Kevin Durant that could trade for Kevin Durant and the Brooklyn could get great players from, it would be the Boston Celtics. Uh, it's reported that they offer Jalen white, Jalen Brown white and a couple picks for KD, the Nets have said, hey, you throw in Marcus Smart and we got a deal. Whoo! Man, I, don't, I just don't know about that. Do you throw in? That's breaking up your whole core. A team of Tatum and KD uh, would be nasty. Uh, but, I mean, the Celtics, we saw them with that core make it all the way to the NBA Finals and uh, had a three – had a three, two series lead or was it three, two or two, one series lead it was two, one was winning that game. And then Steph come, Steph puts on a performance and uh, then it's two, two. And then, well, then it's the rest is all history after that. But I mean, it's, that's a deal that's almost worth it. I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd want to trade in Marcus smart. I get the Brooklyn Nets wanting to trade, get that in. Maybe if the Celtics reach out to a third team and get, you know, trade something for, you know, uh, another person, uh, and do a three-team trade here. That's possible. Uh, I, I mean, Jalen Brown is mad about it. Um, he uh, tweeted, shaking my head. He's tweeted some other things. He's under contract for like two more years, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there if he doesn't get traded to Brooklyn. Here's the thing, Jalen, man. Like, you got to understand, it's not you're not getting traded for some bum. You're getting traded for Kevin Durant. Uh, who at best, when he completely healthy, is one of the top two or three NBA players in the league. You're getting traded for one of the best guys in the league. Or maybe he just doesn't want to play with Kyrie. 
I mean, they didn't get along uh, when they played in Boston, so maybe that's a big thing. Kyrie has come out and said he's in Brooklyn no matter – he wants to stay in Brooklyn no matter what weather happens. Uh, I just don't – I just don't know if either one of them deals work. I like Marcus Smart. I've always been a big fan of his. So I, if I'm Boston, I'd want to keep him. But I mean, it'd be interesting. You're giving two great, play, good, really good players to get a great player. Does that put them any closer? Losing Smart and Brown and getting KD, uh, they'd have to maybe go get another piece or two. Does that get them any closer to the East? I don't know. Remember, they just beat a KD Kyrie, swept them in the playoffs. So swept them in the first round. So why not keep that team together and keep adding a nice little couple uh, veteran pieces that they've already added? I, I mean, I'm indifferent on that trade. Uh, I could go back and forth on how I feel about the about that trade. That's only kind of the other uh, big news here. We got some comments rolling in before we get into our next segment. Uh, so Kenny adds Jalen. Yeah, Kenny's saying Jalen Brown's big man. He is. We talked about that. Uh, Kenny adds, uh, losing the grit and smart. Brown is a very good player. Tatum's elevating. He's he's going to demand the ball more. Uh, yeah, who knows if that works together? I mean, who knows? Like, that's that's the thing. I just You just don't know. Um, Kenny adds, they have to go get a, a great P, a point guard if they make the KD move making the move is a win now. Yeah, they do. And I think they still need a point guard because I mean, I think if you move, can move Marcus smart off the ball decisions uh, where he's not having to make the decisions. They can just play more of He's more of a two guard. He's a better two guard than a, a, a point guard. Marcus smart is. So I still, no matter what they do, they would need to get a point guard. I mean, maybe they still, maybe they plug in white as that point guard this year and start him uh, instead but we'll see. Um, I, I don't know. I still think I'm still think thinking that uh, Durant starts his uh, season in the Brooklyn in a Brooklyn uniform. Kenny says they still need a point guard. Absolutely, they uh, they they need a point guard. You, they do. They'll need a top. They'll need another, like a better player. You're right. If they lose Smart, for sure. Um, Landis says maybe Kyrie and K- Katie and Kyrie eat crow in the studio. I think that's the chances. I think there's a better chance that they stay together than both of them are traded. Uh, Landis, I 100 percent believe that. So we get to our next part, the MLB. Um, <clears throat> not a whole lot going. Trade deadline coming on. We talked a little bit about the Juan Soto deal. Uh, uh, him turning down that massive 15 year, $475 million contract for, uh, from the nationals. He is, uh, it's been stated that, uh, he's that the nationals are willing to trade him, but who's going to make that. They, I mean, they're talking, it'd be the biggest hall of prospects in all of baseball history to get Juan Soto. Uh, there would be no, an extension. You just have like two years to pretty much, convince the guy to stay and offer him his $500 million contract. Maybe uh, there's been quite a few teams. They've talked. I've read that uh, the Cardinals are a good front runner, the Yankees, the Mets. 
Uh, I even heard the Cubs. I don't know. I doubt that happens. Uh, but you know, the who's who of baseball is going is is going to be trying to chase that kid. He's twenty three years old. Has already won a World Series. Is a phenomenal baseball player. Just playing on a bad team uh, for the Nationals, the worst team. Uh, they're looking to trade him because he's he turned down. I mean, you got to if you're the Nationals. You watch you watch Bryce Harper leave for nothing. You traded Max Scherzer. You broke it down a couple years ago. Um, you know, and now you're left with him, and that's your big prize. And they've tried to get him to stay. When somebody says, "Hey, if somebody's turning down four hundred and fifty million dollars." You got to get rid of them because they clearly just don't want to be there. So you can't let him leave. And I get that your asking price is going to be a lot, especially now because he has so much time on his contract. But if you're, unless you're just, unless you're an MLB team, wait, you're, you're like, Hey man, our window is now we're going to win. Now we're willing to give up pretty much the farm system for this guy. Win a world series and we'll be okay with that. But the price is going to go down the less the the less time he has on that contract. So why not wait? Why not wait till the and it and it may not happen. It, I don't think it's going to happen at the trade deadline. I think if a trade gets something like that happens, it will happen uh, in the off season. And I think two or two teams would have to get involved uh, in that trade. But I mean, that's a guy. That's a guy, and he's going to break the bank when he's a free agent. Uh, I mean, we're already going to see what uh, Judge gets this offseason. So, uh, also a couple other names that could be on the move. Uh, my guy, Wilson Contreras of the Cubs, he's probably the most realistic best player that's going to get traded. Um, that's the most realistic best player that's going to get traded is going to be uh, Wilson Contreras, where, who knows the Mets, uh, the giants maybe are all involved. It seems like the Mets are the front runner, uh, the Astros as well. The reports are, it's weird because like nobody's ever questioned Wilson Contreras, uh, as a catcher. Now, now it's being reported teams are worried that he won't mesh well with the new pitching staff on short notice. Uh, I can tell you this, Wilson is a professional He's, he'll do his best. He is uh, one of the best young catchers in this in the game. Uh, I'll say he's obviously he, – I mean, I know Yachty's still playing, but right now he's, I would say, the best National League catcher. I mean, that's why he was in the All-Star uh, All Star game. But right now you would take Wilson Contreras. Uh, still got the bat, still great glove, um, can control the, a team. Unfortunately, that would be the last piece of the Cubs building blocks all traded um, in the last two years. So I might uh, cry here if once he gets traded because I was already crying last year. And this is just going to be it's just going to be a final goodbye. But he looks to be traded. We'll see what happens. The Cubs are going to get a decent size uh, back, I think, for Willie. And then there's even reports that Shehe uh, Otani is going to be traded. And I, it'll be a little less prospects more than uh, Soto. And I just, I don't think that the Angels are going to pull that trade. Uh, <coughs> we'll still be – well, I don't think the Angels are going to be able to do that trade. I don't think a team's going to offer them prospects. It'll be another – if they're going to trade it, it'd be in the offseason. Uh, just too much right now. He's going to command too much. If I'm the Angels, you have – how are the Angels just never any 
damn good. Can we ask that question too? I mean, they are, um, they always have the best player in baseball. Mike Trout was the best player in baseball for years. Then Otani was now the best baseball player and they just never win. They never get to the playoffs. Uh, so, but Otani could be on the move. I mean, that's, uh, so that's kind of all the baseball news right now. We'll see. We'll break down the trade deadline when it gets here. Uh, we'll have the uh, Bodkins baseball power rankings uh, make its uh, second half uh, performance uh, next week. We'll give those out as well. Before we get into the um, UFC contact here, we got some more comments from Kenny here. Uh, the winter meetings type of deal where GMs are face-to-face and can really talk talk about it exactly that's a that's i think that's with otani and and that deal uh otani and soto it had to be at the winter meetings like those are three team type of deals um Contreras has a gun but commanding and pitching staff is a bit of an overstep he does have a gun he can command i'm not saying he's the he's yachty or freaking molina here but they can definitely make that deal or Contreras can definitely come in and still get a pitching staff going. I mean, it's going to be harder on the fly. Uh, it, it's anything. It'll be a learn a lot of learning uh, steps. But he definitely – you trade for him, he's still going to be your starting catcher. He can play multiple positions. He's done it. hasn't done it in a while, uh, in a couple years, but he has played first. I've seen him play in the outfield a time or two, especially when he was coming up. But, uh, I mean – He's better than what the Mets and Astros have. I think he'll – what I'm trying to say is he's a professional enough to be able to get get him there. Uh, he's professional enough and good enough to work with those teams. That's what I'm trying to say here. Uh, Kenny's talking about my Cubs here, the deal they made to get the devil in a one or whatever to get a ring. And <laughs> Yeah, uh, well, 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 we kind of did. it. Uh, Kenny's adding, he's starting catcher for sure, but meshing with the pitcher staff is the issue and worried about, which means some. I mean, it's just weird that you never hear that beforehand, right? The Cubs, no Cubs players ever come out or ever pitcher. I haven't heard one pitcher ever say that uh, Willie's fault or this and that uh, since they left the team. So it's, oh, Kenny's talking about the Angels, not Cubs. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, they yeah they won it in, what was it, 2002, I think it was, when they beat the Giants. So, yeah, I see what you're saying. Uh, <laughs> it made the deal with their angels. They didn't make a deal with the devil. God just gave them one and won't let them win another one. Uh, but back to Wilson here. Uh, I mean, no, I haven't ever heard a pitcher ever say a bad thing about the kid. Um as a cub uh and then once they left the cubs uh, there's never been a question of his uh obviously when he was coming up obviously those were questions but that's been a long time now of whether or not he could do it and he's he he's worked on a lot of things his pitch framing's never been the great uh but he's worked on it and it's it's improved so that just goes to show you that the guy is a constant professional and uh is going to work on the things that he's going to do. And I think you put him right back in a playoff chase. Uh, he, he'll get them there. Um, I, I hope, I hope he doesn't get traded. I mean, I hope he doesn't get traded, but 
you know, it probably is going to happen. So let's get to uh, the UFC portion here of our show. Uh, I mean, we talked about it on our post show on London car, but in case you missed it, I always wrap up the nice little UFC uh, weekend. That was nice showing of uh, Patty to Patty, Patty to Patty. Uh, he had a nice win, a rear naked choke over Jordan Levitt. It was a nice step up in the second round for Patty. Uh, Dana has now kind of come out and said, hey, um, we're going to, you know, his next next uh, spot will be against a, a, another tougher challenge on a bigger stage, pay-per-view. Um, he's kind of come out and said that. Uh, Molly the Meatball had a nice win. Another lackluster injury main event again, man, uh, two weekends in a row here, two fights that ex- I was more excited for this fight. Cause I'm a big Tom Aspinall fan. Uh, Curtis blades is a stud. This was going to be uh, a title eliminator type fight. 15 seconds in, uh, Tom Aspinall kicks Curtis blades moves back. The knee buckles. And Tom Aspinall just immediately grabs his knee, falls to the ground, has to be stretchered out uh, 15 seconds into the fight. It's like a fight that never was. Uh, I mean, just sad, sad scene there in London. Uh, Tom Aspinall is probably not going to fight again the rest of this year, you got to think. Uh, Curtis Blades, is, he'll probably still get the winner of Tai Tuavasa and Surreal Gone in September. That fight will probably still happen. Uh, but I mean, both, I mean, Curtis Blades handed it like a professional said, Hey man, I felt like this fight never happened. I really wanted this fight. We'll still get that fight. Eventually. It's not like he's like, hey, tough crap. You know, uh, he understands Tom Aspinall is going to be around. I, uh, I think so as well. Um, eventually we'll get that fight in. Cause I just thought that fight would showcase how good Tom Aspinall is all well around. Uh, it, it was going to be a good fight. Unfortunately, we, we missed out on that one. Uh, Jack Hermanson uh, went over Curtis, uh, Chris Curtis. He, uh, it'll be interesting. So he, he gets in the future. He's kind of that, kind of that top uh, five or so gatekeeper esque, but uh, he had a nice three, just a queen, clean three Oh um, unanimous decision over Chris Curtis and the co-main that pretty much wrapped up the, the main, all, you know, the names of the UFC in London here. Uh, this weekend, again, we'll have uh, we'll debut our new show on Saturday, Head Kicks and Haymakers. Kenny and Craig will be back. Uh, we'll be breaking down UFC 277. UFC 277 this weekend. Head Kicks and Haymakers. I'll um, be making its debut show right here on the Bodkins Show. <clears throat> you can catch it right here on this channel. Uh, and then on Sunday, we'll do the post show. And then every Sunday you'll catch head kicks and haymakers about 7 a.m. Central time uh, in the morning. Drink some coffee, talk some UFC uh, with me, Kenny and Craig every Sunday morning. That'll happen right here on the Bodkins channel. That pretty much wraps it all up, I believe. Um, Yeah. So. Check it out. Make sure, again, folks, you uh, like and subscribe, share, um, get the get the word out. You know, uh, we're also on again. We're also on Apple, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that good jazz. 
uh, head over to Let's Talk Sports. Make sure you like and subscribe them. That uh, we're always uh, promoting them as well as they're promoting us, and we're pretty much you know um, best friends here. Uh, and then uh, Sports Buffoons as well. They got a show coming out tonight uh, where they're continuing to preview uh, their division breakdown, uh, bringing in different guys from uh, all over. Um, so again, check out them, like, subscribe as well. Uh, big things coming. We got some big things coming here on the Bodkin Show um, as well. We're working on some things uh, that uh, we'll be unveiling as they get done and uh, getting ready. So I'm excited. Uh, again, appreciate y'all tuning in. This Saturday, uh, my mom always likes to say dates, so I don't even know what this Saturday is. I'm looking. This Saturday, the the 30th, July 30th, our new show, Head Kicks and Haymakers, will premiere right here on the Bodkins channel at 7 a.m. Central Time Zone. So tune in. Appreciate y'all. Uh, y'all have a good rest of the week. This has been another great episode of the Bodkins show. Appreciate y'all.